just make a decision. I could hear myself saying this in my head. My inner critic was grimacing at my pathetic state. I could feel my blood pressure rising, tightness in my chest, and none of this felt like me. When I had that thought, you know, that I didn't feel like me, I asked myself, why? What yelled back at me was, what if I make the wrong choice? What if I make a mistake? Hmm, I wonder just how many old wounds I had just brought up. I wanted my new Apple computer to be a great decision. I'd hoped the new one would last as long as my old one did, just about a decade. How many times a day, a week, a month does this happen to us? At home, at work, in our personal lives. How much of this indecision and the stress that it causes gets in the way of our productivity, our health, and the way others see us? Indecision is painful. Stay tuned because today I'm going to teach you how to make a decision. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. When it comes to replacing your computer or any other major purchase, thoughtful decisions take time we need to go through a little bit of self-inquiry. Clearly, most of our daily decisions are not this critical, but still, we can get paralyzed in a decision. So why did this decision to buy a new Apple computer feel like a burden instead of an opportunity? I'll start with reasons why we go into indecision to begin with. Number one, we have a fear of poor decision outcomes. The older we get, the more bad decisions we've actually made and the more repercussions we've had to deal with because of it. Those bad decisions can sit like wounds inside your body. And when the opportunity comes up to get a new laptop and we go into fear, we can activate the part of the brain that puts us into the amygdala, the part of the brain that puts us into fight or flight. Literally, my heart was racing and my chest was pounding. There was sweat on the back of my neck. I was out of my parasympathetic nervous system. Not being able to use the executive function, the front part of my brain, that helps me make decisions and planning. It's a vicious cycle. Number two, we procrastinate. And then we feel the shame of procrastination, which begets more you got it, procrastination. We cope with fear, some of us, by procrastinating. A fear of failure, a fear of not being perfect, and we have a fear of the impossible expectations we've set for ourselves. There's a coping tool for this problem in my Perfectionism podcast, so you may want to go back and listen to that one. Listen to part one and two to get this information. I won't go into it again here. Number three, we over-amplify the value or how important something is, which leads to FOMO. So in addition to the procrastinating, we may have also built up the value of this decision. 
What if I do something wrong? What will it cost me? What will the repercussions be? Am I missing out on something? So sometimes we feel like we are missing information and we don't have all the information we need to make a decision. This is probably the only time it's good to procrastinate. (laughs) So if you stop and ask yourself some questions, you'll be able to understand if your procrastination has merit or not. If you feel like you're procrastinating, one of the questions you can ask yourself is why? Why are you uncomfortable with moving forward with this decision? Is there additional information that you need? Are there additional questions that need answering before moving ahead? Is it safe for me to make this decision and move ahead? I'll repeat these at the end of the podcast so they're clear to you. Number four, indecision and procrastination can be about a lack of confidence. Do these things impact you? How will it look if I make a mistake? What are the consequences if I make the wrong choice? How will it look? So back to my computer purchase. What did I gain by staying in indecision? In this case, what I might gain was being out of business as my old computer was giving me the signal it had very little time left. It was critical that I make a decision and here's how I ended up doing it. When you get stuck, ask yourself, why am I in fear of this decision? Immediately when I did that, I got the answer and saw pictures in my brain of mistakes I'd made with expensive electronics. I used to be quite impulsive about having the latest and the greatest technology. And then I'd have buyer's remorse, usually buying too big. When you get a picture or an answer, you can dig a little deeper and say, what did that really cost me? Or how big a problem did that create? Is it time to let go of some of those old experiences? Next, you could ask yourself about the repercussions of the decision. What might happen? Would it be positive? Would it be negative if I choose to move forward or don't move forward? What could happen, positive or negative, if I chose the 13-inch over the 16-inch? Further, what could happen, positive or negative, if I chose the 13-inch with more memory or less memory? Eventually, I decided that buying more memory was a choice I'd never regret. Let's face it, I wouldn't know if I had too much memory or more than I needed. I'm not going to check in a year from now and see if I have extra memory and think, oh, I could have gotten away with a smaller machine. However, if I chose the smaller machine and there was no way to add memory, that could be a big problem. It made it easy to spend $400 more knowing I was giving myself insurance against any regrets. More questions I asked myself were, what do I need to know that I don't currently know that will affect this decision? That's when I called for help. I got a friend who's much more technically inclined, and when we were on the phone, I asked him, what are the things I'm going to regret not asking? He said, great question. We worked through the decision by understanding what my usage requirements would be. If any of you have bought cars recently, this process goes the same. Why is all this so important? Well, number one, we make decisions every day in our business. 
if we're building products, if we're in a brainstorming session, when we're recruiting, planning, pitching. As leaders, we need to make decisions and appear as if we're calm, cool, and collected about all of it. Number two, understanding these processes and having them underneath your decisions will give you more of what I call decisioning confidence. I know that if you practice making bigger decisions, you're going to get much better at the quick or smaller decisions. Using the intuitive decision-making worksheet in the ebook that I've provided in a link below the podcast will help you feel more comfortable about how to make big decisions. Number three, please don't sweat a decision that can be undone easily. Isn't the undo button on the computer like the best thing ever? If you're able to re-decide later, you should have a lot more confidence about a quick decision. Finally, and most importantly, in order to change, all we need to do is make a few decisions. That's right, we're only a decision or two away from making great changes in our life. Whenever we're stuck, it's because we're holding back and not making a decision. A decision to end a relationship, a decision to ask for more money at work, or from a client, a decision to move into a new apartment, a decision to move into a new relationship. What holds you in place in the status quo is simply indecision. Here's an additional exercise. When you feel yourself stuck or frustrated like I did, and that anxiety is building in your chest, revisit the challenge in a bigger way. Almost pretend it's a client you're helping make this decision. Write out what the problem is and the decision that has to be made. Write it out on a whiteboard, type it out on your computer, or just open up a journal. Committing the problem to paper helps you understand the size of it and the need to make a decision more quickly or not. Additionally, you can talk it out in a voice recorder. For those of us who are auditory, hearing ourselves talk through the decision is super helpful, especially if you can't find a friend who's an expert. What are the opportunities? What are the challenges? What will happen if you make no decision? What will happen if you do? Once again, here are the questions you can ask yourself to help you make a decision. Number one, why am I in fear of this decision? Is it from a past mistake? Is it time to let that go? Number two, what are the repercussions of this decision? What could happen, positive or negative, if I choose to move forward or don't move forward? What could happen positive or negative if I choose this over that? And number three, what do I need to know that I don't currently know that will affect or impact this decision? You might need to do some more research, call a friend or an expert who's been through this before. Once you take yourself through these questions, you should be more confident about making a decision. The more decisions you make, the more you're going to build your decisioning confidence. The more you build that decisioning confidence, the more you're going to be able to grow and change. And as always, that is my hope for you. At the end of the podcast, be sure to look below and download my ebook on intuitive decision making. This ebook will help you utilize the right parts of your brain as well as your intuition, your gut instinct to make better decisions. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind 
and become the leader I know you were meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and look out for the next episode. For more information about working with Karen or bringing her insight to your company, visit karenbellantoni.com.